open to Leviticus chapter 14. We'll read, it's like seven scriptures, two through nine. Amen. Amen. If you have it, say amen. Brother Josh has it. Amen. So we all have it. Leviticus 14 and 2 says, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought into the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp. Priest shall look and behold. And if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him, that is to be cleansed, two birds alive and clean, cedar wood, scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. He shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose into the open field, and he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, and shave off his hair, and wash himself in water, that he may be clean. And after that he shall come into the camp, and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. But if he shall be on the seventh, but if but it shall be on the seventh day that he shall say, shave off, shave his hair, shave all his hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrows, even all his hair he shall save, shave off. And he shall wash his clothes, and he shall wash his flesh in water, and he shall be clean. Amen. Everybody say, he shall be clean. Amen. Why don't we lay our Bibles down and um, just go to the Lord in prayer just one more time if you don't mind. Just ask the Lord to help us anoint my lips, anoint my ears and your ears to hear and receive the word of the Lord today. God, I pray that you would speak to us. Mind and heart and attitude receive and respond. Obey your word. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Master. I praise you, Savior. Hallelujah. I pray that you, Lord, healing virtue, God, Spirit, Lord, God, flow in this place today. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you glory, God. We give you honor, God. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. In your mighty name, Jesus. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. You could be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Leprosy is also known as Hansen's disease in today's vernacular. According to the Centers, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC, amen, is caused when, I'm going to impress you this morning, Mycobacterium leprae um, infects the skin and the peripheral nervous system. So when, when this bacteria sets into the peripheral nervous system. It infects the, the nerves that it attacks and causes it to swell. And um, many cases will cause that nerve to lose its ability to perform. And um, so the nerves in, in the, and, and specifically the peripheral nervous system is the, is the, the sensation nervous system where you get your feeling from and where you, where you um, have, 
your, your, your nervous system will send signals to your brain that, that uh, certain feelings and, and things. And um, Hansen's disease or leprosy is also a chronic health condition, and chronic diseases generally don't resolve themselves. They are they last by this, according to the CDC, it is required that has to be in a body or a patient for more than three months in order to be um, considered or categorized as a chronic disease. So it has to be longer than three months, has to have that disease for longer than three months. Cannot, it cannot resolve itself even after the three months if, if it's just given time, it doesn't take care of itself. And also, a chronic disease is deemed so if it, if it cannot be resolved through medication or vaccines. So you can't have vaccinations that will prevent you from receiving this disease. Even There are no vaccines on the planet that can prevent you from receiving, perce- receiving um, a chronic disease. And then also, uh, there are no medications out there that will cure a chronic disease. Now... Uh, leprosy, and on one website I read that was, it was deemed a chronic disease, but I have read where they found some cures and it's been, um, it's been uh, kept into the tropical regions of Africa and Asia. So, so we, there are some um, in today's society, modern medicine that have found cures and forms of preventative care that can be, that can be um, issued to patients that are, that are likely to have leprosy. Amen. But those that do have leprosy, the, the first classification of leprosy is tuberculoid, uh, Hansen's disease, and is categorized by a region of the skin exhibiting loss of sensation due to the infection of the per- peripheral nerves. And I just kind of explained that to you just a second ago. That's the first classification. A secondary form has a potential to involve other organs, so it goes beyond just the nervous system and the skin, but it also can affect your nose, your eyes, and can affect your bone. Um, the most advanced form of this form of the disease is, nod- is the nodular form, and um, ulcerated nodules contain large numbers, number, numbers of mycobacterium leprae and appear as large foamy cells. That's where you see the, those folks that have the little bumps all over their skin. They have those nodules, and that's basically a, a concentrated area of the same bacteria that generates um, the, the loss of sensation in the nerves. And so it's just, it's formed in one location on the skin. That is, that is the most advanced form. So, but it, it might be the most advanced form, but the most common form of leprosy is Dimorphous, Hansen's disease. And I like the alternative term for this. The alternative name for this Dimorphous form of leprosy is borderline leprosy. Borderline leprosy. It is characterized um, by, it, it has less devastating and less severe effects on the skin. Um, it is like the first classification where it loses the sensation. It will get and attack the nervous system, but um, it, it doesn't just concentrate in one area, but it will, it will spread throughout the entire body, this, this most common form of leprosy named dimorphous. And... and um, Skin lesions or, or, or damage to the skin are more numerous. They, are, uh, they can be found anywhere, literally anywhere. If somebody has been diagnosed with this form of leprosy, you can look anywhere on the body of that individual and you can potentially find signs of this dimorphous leprosy. And so it can be found 
anywhere on the body, it, and, and sometimes in unlikely places, but it, it can be anywhere. There's no limit to where this leprosy, it's not concentrated is what I'm trying to, uh, try, the point that I'm trying to make. It's not just, it's not just uh, maintained in one specific locale on the body, but it can be anywhere on the body, okay? And as with other forms of leprosy, the peripheral nervous system is affected and can be weakened and then completely lose its ability and function. And, um, and then anesthesia will set in. You can't feel anything, okay? And um, Apostle Paul writes in several locations in the, in the New Testament that, that, um, that when we were baptized, when we were filled with the Holy Ghost, that, that we became a part of a body, that we became part of the church body, that we became a part of the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, says, for as a body is one, hath many, many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body. So there are many members, many different pieces, amen, but they make up a single element. They make up a single body. Um, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized in one body, into one body. Amen. It's not, it's not selective. We can't make, we can't choose whether or not we're in or out of the body. If we've been baptized by the Spirit, we're a part of this body. By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Amen. It's, it's not when you claim to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, when you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, speak in other tongues, evidenced by, which is the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Amen. You are now a part. You've been grafted in to the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. We are now a part of a single organism. We're not separate entities. We're not separate individuals. We are members of a body. Amen. Amen. In Romans chapter 12, we, we oftentimes quote and like to preach on verse 1 and 2, which says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Many of us uh, are, all, are constantly striving to seek and know and, and fulfill that perfect will of God. Amen. We're interested in, and I, and no doubt in sincerity are interested in fulfilling and knowing the perfect will of God for our lives. Amen. And we get some clues in this first set of scriptures that, first couple of scriptures in Romans chapter 12 that we ought to present our bodies as living sacrifices and holy and acceptable unto God. That ought to be our number one goal. That ought to be our first and primary focus is that, that we are acceptable by, to God. Amen. Amen. That we, then, then if we are acceptable to God, if what we are doing, if, if our goals and our, our perspective on life is acceptable to God, then we can prove that acceptable will and perfect will of God. Amen. Anybody with me this morning? 
I mean, I appreciate that. Amen. So there, and you can, uh, but, but we oftentimes will stop in verse two and then, and then say that I want to know the will of God. I want to be in the will of God, but let's read on. That's, a, that's a good message to preach. Uh, amen. But I, I want to re- preach a, a different one here this morning. Verse three says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so being many, so we being many are one body in Christ, every one members one of another. Paul, in the same context that he was talking about performing and doing the perfect will of God, goes on to say, if you're going to do the will of God, you've got to recognize that you're not an island off to yourself, but that you are a part of the body of Christ. That we're not just individual members laying scattered about, amen, but that we are members of a body, amen, one of another, amen. You can go on, and and actually, I'll I'll read it here, amen. This is not necessarily, amen, tied, amen, to what I I want to talk about today, but but Paul felt it important to write it in the same context, and he he goes on to write in verse 6. Having then gifts according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Man, every single one of these statements is a message in and of itself. Amen. Patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Amen. I know pastor's been talking about prayer. Amen. That's a part of being in the body of Christ, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that we be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate, but be not wise in your own conceit, conceits, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying here this morning. Amen. This is all a part of being a part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I want to be in that number, if I want to be a part of those that are going to heaven, amen, I'm reading to you, amen, by the Apostle Paul's estimation requirements to be in that number. Hallelujah. 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 Live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. All this stuff we have known we have heard, amen, from the days that we 
We're in Sunday school. Amen. I, I've heard. Amen. All, all, all our objective is is just to overcome evil with good. Amen. Anybody agree with that this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. And as that passage started out, there are, amen, differing gifts according to the grace that God has given to us. Amen. There are various roles and, and responsibilities that are a part of making up the body of Christ. Amen. The members that make up that body have differing roles and gifts and purposes. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now ye are the body of Christ. Now we're in 1 Corinthians, not in Romans 12, but I find it interesting that he uses almost the same verbiage in this passage, talking to an entirely different church. I mean, so it's pretty consistent. It's pretty, it's, this is a principled thing in the New Testament that Paul is saying, if you're going to be a part of the church, you're not, you're not off by yourself, but you are a member of a body. Now, you're the body of Christ, members in particular, amen, but still making up a body. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, amen. These are all different facets and roles and parts of the body of Christ. If I could have, if I could, draw up a help wanted sign and staple it to the front of this pulpit and say, help wanted. We need help. If we're going to make anything for the kingdom of God, if we're going to do anything for the kingdom of God, we need you. Amen. I don't want, I'm not trying to make this overly simplistic, but, but really this is all Paul is saying is that if you're going to be a part of the body, we're not just, uh, just members off by ourselves, but that is by definition what the body is. Amen. It's a collection of members. Amen. Functioning and doing different things. Amen. Accomplishing, uh, amen, the work of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, fill out your application. Amen. I know Pastor put a little list out there on the front. And by the way, he didn't tell me what to preach, okay? I don't want you to feel that way. And um, I mean, I would preach if he asked me to preach what, whatever, but, but I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying that is he didn't give me these notes. Amen. I, I, just, I, I've, I just felt like preaching. In fact, last week I felt like preaching this, and I just didn't feel like the time, time was right. And so this is perfect, because if I get out of line, Pastor Rick can grab my coattail, and rip it off if he wants to. And, um, amen. So, but, but, but these are different parts and members of the body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles and gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Amen. Amen. These are different parts, right? These are not just one part. This is more than just one person. And more than just two. I mean, these are parts of a body. This is, this is making up the body. Those, and then Paul goes on to say in verse 22 of the same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, those that we deem or consider or think are more feeble are necessary. They're necessary. 
Amen. Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 22. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble, weak, not able to do as much as I can. Amen. Even those people that are feeble, even those members that are more feeble than I, are necessary. Amen. They're necessary. Everybody say necessary. necessary. That means no one is excluded. I mean, even if we think that they are incapable of doing what, what role that they are assigned or, or positioned to do, they are still necessary. They are still vital to the functioning of the body. Amen. Amen. I mean, this goes beyond just physical feebleness. Amen. But it, it extends into even spiritual. Amen. The feeble... Uh, what word am I looking for? The being able to be a spiritual um, feebleness. That that's just if if they are a newborn, if they if there's not much uh, experience there, that they that they've been asked to do a certain thing. Amen. That's still necessary, even if they're feeble. Even if they can't do much, even if they're not as productive as me, even if they, if I don't think that they are doing what they ought to be doing, they are still necessary. And I don't have a choice as to whether or not they're a part of the body. I don't get to cut them off. I don't get to push them away. I don't get, but they are necessary. They are a part of my existence. Amen. Furthermore, we cannot choose ourselves when we want to be in the body and out of the body. And then if we are a member of this body, we can't choose one day that I, I don't want to be in the body. What if my hand one day decided that, that I'm not, I've heard Pastor make this example many, many times. I mean, perhaps not in this context, but I'll take it and use it in this context. Amen. But if I wake up in the morning, my hand decides, well, I don't want to go to work today. Well, I'm going to be less productive that day because all I've got is one hand to type. All I've got is one hand, amen, to do as much as I could with two. And that doubles my productivity, amen. It makes me more effective when I go to work. Amen. Same is true with the body of Christ. What if one day I just decide I don't want to go to church today? I mean, you're effectively removing productivity from what the church is, is responsible to do in that service. Amen, it's taking away, amen, what God can do. Amen, you're taking a tool out of God's hand. Amen. Amen. Listen to what he says in verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. Amen. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, Amen, and let's take that phrase out and insert whatever excuse you want to put in there. I am not of the body. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. I have a Paul has a question. Is it therefore not of the body? Just because it decided not to be? The answer is no. It's still a part of the body whether or not it wants to be. So I've got a message for somebody here this morning. Whether or not you want to be in the body, if you've got the Holy Ghost and the Lord puts you in this place, you're a part of the body. 
Amen. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you ought to be seeking the Lord until you can find, amen, that experience and make yourself a part of this body. Amen. I, I will remind you of the help. I should have brought a help wanted sign. Amen. I will remind you of the help wanted sign. Amen. We need, amen, this body. Amen. Not only just to, just to barely make by, make it by, but we need some people exercising. We need some folks out there, amen, reaching out and, and stretching their muscles a little bit and, and building up the body of Christ. Amen, there's so much to do. Amen, there's so much to do. Amen, for the kingdom of God. Amen, I'm not interested in just allowing my part of the body just to lay around and not do anything. Amen, I want to be as effective wherever I'm at as I can be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye. Again, insert whatever reason. I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? I find it interesting. I don't see anywhere else where he uses multiple members of the body, but I think Paul's trying to make a point with the fact that he uses the ear and then the foot. It doesn't matter where you are on the body. It doesn't matter what capacity you serve. In what capacity you serve. Amen. You are just as necessary a part of the body as the ear, as the eye, as the foot, as the mouth. Amen. Doesn't matter what part of the body decides it doesn't want to be a part of the body, still part of the body. And also, I mean, if it's the ear, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, if I could be transparent, sometimes it's just Sometimes it's, it, those that are, so even the head will sometimes get a little tired. Even, even the feet get tired carrying everybody. And then even the hands get tired of, of working whatever it is that they are working. The arms get tired of carrying the hand. And, and he always... He's always waiting on me. He's always there. It doesn't seem like he can do anything without me. I'm always having to help him do this. I'm always having to help her do this. But you're right. Because you guys are working together. You guys are a part of a body. I mean, he needs you. And she needs him. I mean, you are a part of a, the body. Amen. without this person... His job can't get done. Without this person, her job can't get done. Amen. I don't, amen, I don't understand this, this concept of just, well, I'm tired. I, I don't, I, I can't do this anymore. I've been doing this for so long, it's just, it gets tiring after a while. Okay, go take a nap. We, we need to still, this, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of a good example. Amen, but I don't think, I don't think Jesus wants us to reach the lost only when we're not tired. I don't think he wants us to preach truth only when, I don't think he wants brother, pastor 
to go to um, Africa and, and teach those seminars only when he's not tired. Because I don't think it would ever happen. Because he's always tired. Amen. So if that was an excuse, if that was a reason to not function as his part of the body, as his part of the overall body of Christ, amen, that if that was a reason, then it would never get done. Amen. But that's not a good reason. Amen. We ought to just still function. We ought to just, amen, I don't care how tired my ear gets, it's always going to hear unless something traumatic happens. Amen. I don't care how, how tired my legs get. I mean, they might need a rest for a few minutes after running a race or doing something. Amen. But when I call on my leg to move, I need it to move. I need to be able to stand on it. I need to be able to use it when I need it. It needs to be constantly available no matter how tired it is. No matter how long it's been 25 years on my body. Man, I want that leg to function every time I get up in the morning. And every time I go to bed in the evening. Amen. I don't care. Amen. How many times I call on it, I want it to be available. I need my leg to function. Amen. I know this is simple, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to insult anybody here today. Amen. Amen. Just go and read Romans chapter 12. You could probably preach a much better lesson than I can on this. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 as well. Amen. Amen. So, we can't decide when we want to be a part of the body and when we don't want to be a part of the body. But also, 1 Corinthians 12 and 21 says, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Amen. Really, what he ought to be saying is, I need you. What he ought to be recognizing is, I can't do this without you. Amen. The, the, the I can't say, what was it? The, the I can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. I can't tell you. All right. We don't need you anymore. I know this is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is simple. Amen. But I'm just trying to, trying to expound. Amen. It's still in the word of the Lord. Amen. Regardless of whether or not it's simple. I mean, I can't tell the hand, I don't need you anymore. And the head can't tell the feet that I don't need you anymore. Because the fact of the matter is, he does need them. The fact of the matter is, no matter what he thinks or no matter what he says, I mean, he does need them. They are just as much a part of the body. You are just as much a part of this body as I am. You are just as much a part of this body as the head. I want you to understand that it doesn't matter how long you've been a part of this body. We still need you. You know what? I just thought of this. Amen. Even a baby when it's born. Amen. Doesn't really need his legs. Really... And until he can grasp that bottle and the binky, I mean, he can't, doesn't really need his hands and his arms. I mean, but they're still there. Why are they there? So they can be disciplined and they can be trained and shown what they should be doing in the future. I mean, so that they can learn. I mean, eventually, at one point, that arm will be functional. I mean, at some point, that leg will carry that baby to where it wants to go. 
but at first it's completely useless. I want you to understand it doesn't matter how feeble I mean, they look or seem to be, they are still necessary. Hallelujah. 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 Even the baby's eye can't tell his hand, I don't need you. Even the baby's head can't tell the feet that I don't need you anymore. When in fact it could be possible and plausible that they don't need them at that point. Amen. But the purpose is, is far beyond what even the head understands or even what the eye can see. Amen. But, but there is a purpose that goes beyond the current existence of that baby. Amen. Those legs are there for a future purpose. Those hands are there for a future use. Amen. They need to be shown. Amen. They need to be disciplined. They need to be directed. Amen. They need to be shown how to function in the body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord some glory here for a moment. God, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Verse 18 says, But now hath God set members, every one of them in the body. It wasn't Pastor Riggin that set members in the body. It wasn't. Amen. It, it was God that placed these members in the body. Can you put this verse on the wall, verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 12? I'm sorry, Brother Josh, I did not give him a list. I've been failing to do so. Anyway, this is a good one to have on the wall. And you can probably just leave it up there for a while. Now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body. And 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. I want you to notice the last phrase. I'm not going to read it. I want you to read it. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. It's not based on your skill level, what you do at work. It's not based on, amen, your education or your, but it's as God pleases. How many trust the Lord? How many trust His will and His desire and His design for the church? I do. Amen. And, and as it pleases, if He just wants me to vacuum the carpet and that pleases Him, that's where I want to serve. I mean, if he just wants me to mow the grass, I'll do it with a smile on my face because I know that's where he put me. That's what pleases him. I mean, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. I want, I want to please God. I'm not interested in just making the body feel good or, 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 or even, in, even where I think I should be. Amen. But what I'm interested in is ultimately pleasing God. And that ought to be the primary focus of the church as a body. Amen. Collectively, our goal ought to be primarily to please God. Amen. So whether or not I agree with this person or that person, whichever position. Amen. If that's pleasing God, that's not any of my business. 
I just want to do what I'm called to do. Amen. With, with effectiveness. I want to be effective in where I'm placed. I want to be, I want to be consistent in where I'm placed. I want to be available when I'm called on in my place. Because I know that pleases him. I know it pleases him. Amen. 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 First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 22. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. Upon, those, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. Our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. I mean, we are putting more abundant comeliness upon those that are not comely. I mean, we're going to give honor to those who are not honorable. I mean, this is what Paul says. This is a, a normal functioning body. I mean, those that are not, that we think should be less honorable, we're going to go out of our way and honor them. We're going to make sure that they know that they're appreciated, that they are a part of this body. And upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness, for our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Amen. What he's saying here is that in a normal functioning body, there's this sensitivity, there's this sensation. I mean, there's feeling. Amen. There is, a, there is a network, amen, there is that, that um, peripheral nervous system that's connecting feeling throughout the entire body. Amen, sending signals that, hey, I'm hurt today. I don't know if you realized it right hand, but when you swing that hammer as hard as you could, you smash the left hand's thumb, and it hurts. Okay, but I was trying to work for the kingdom of God. Well, left hand thumb ought to just get, up, get over it. No, you're going to jump around and protect it from everything inside. Uh-huh. I smashed my left thumb. Yeah. I mean, the body automatically has a feeling and, and recognizes where things are hurt. Right. Amen. And then it begins to protect it and 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 verse 25 says that the members should have the same care one for another and whether one member suffer all the members suffer with it or one member be honored all the members rejoice with it amen amen cuz we're all, all a part of a body we're all making up a body amen i mean he doesn't get more glory than i because i'm a part of him he doesn't get more praise than I because we're in this together. I, I helped him do what he did. He helped me do what I'm doing. And so I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to thank the Lord for what he has done for him. Amen. Amen. But I started out reading a text. Amen. And, and Brother Josh, since I forgot to give you the title again, the title of this is The Law of the Leper. All right. But I, I described to you a disease at the beginning of this 
thing. I was going to say lesson, but it's not really even a lesson. But the leprous body loses feeling in certain regions. And in comes an infection. Some bacteria has been building up, and after some weeks, lack of feeling, sensation, leaves that region. So when pain comes to that area of the body, nobody feels it. When that part is nicked or scratched or cut, nobody recognizes that peripheral nervous system is hindered. It's not sending out the message it should be sending. When you reach around and smash the left thumb, nobody responds. There is no jumping of the body. There is no grasping of the thumb. There is no response. It's like, okay, we'll move the thumb and hit the nail. Amen. It's just the normal functioning body is no longer functioning. It's not working. Amen. I mean, how do you fix this? How do you fix it? I mean, the Old Testament, there, was, there is no cure in the Old Testament for leprosy. There was no, for a chronic disease even today, there are no vaccinations or medicine that can be used to rectify the situation. I mean, so what was needed, according to our text, verse 2, then shall, this shall be the law of the leper. In the day of his cleansing, he shall be brought unto the priest. And then he goes on and says, here's some things that the priest ought to do. That's the solution. That's the remedy, scripturally. Amen. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. Now Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. The Lord gave deliverance. Amen. This body was a fully functioning body, Naaman was. Successful. He was a great man, the Bible says, and honorable. He was also, verse 1 says, a mighty man in valor. A warrior. Somebody who can march out into the battlefield and conquer the enemy. Strong man. Knew how to use his body. Knew how to be successful with it. The last phrase of verse 1 says, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out with companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. I wish Naaman was with the preacher. I wish Naaman could find the prophet. Because if he was with the prophet, that leprosy, that lack of feeling, that 
The thing that would ultimately destroy Naaman and his greatness and who he is. I mean, up to this point, Naaman had been such a successful, such a brilliant leader. I mean, for his armies. The Bible says the Lord used him to bring uh, deliverance to Syria. Amen. But in spite of all this, the Bible says he was a leper. And this young, this little girl knew, understood that if he could just find the man of God, he would get the help that he needs. I don't know what the man of God will do. I don't know what processes he will set in for Naaman. I don't know what requirements he will make for Naaman. But I do know that if he can get a hold of the man of God, if he can just get in tune with the man of God and hear what he has to say, obey that, everything's going to be all right. Everything would be fine. I would to God that my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria. For he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the... of." the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go. And I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when the, this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. There's a lot there. Amen. And it, and it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter, amen, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me, and, and so on. And, and, so it was, and it was so, when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall, become, shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away. And said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me. And so I, he didn't even come and talk to me. He just sent a messenger to come to me. He didn't even come and converse with me. I, doesn't he realize who I am? Doesn't he know how, how much I've done? Man won't even come and talk to me. He was offended at the man of God. Naaman was wroth, went away, and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. Strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? And so he turned and went away in rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he saith to thee, wash and be clean. Then went he down and dipped seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. That's important. According to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Amen. He was cleaned. Amen. After he obeyed, after he put aside 
amen, how he thought it should have happened. After he ignored, amen, his personal feelings and, and, and desires and ambitions and all these things, amen, if you told me to go out and conquer another nation, I would have given it everything I've got. If you would have, because that's what I know how to, I mean, I can do that. Or if you would have told me even to go back home and take a bath in my nice little jacuzzi, I would have done that. And but that's not what the man of God asked him to do. I mean, because God is dealing with this man of God, and, and he knows what gets this man. He understands, I mean, the reason why he has the leprosy in the first place. And, and there's, a, there's a lot, amen, that we could go into. I don't want to go into all that, but the, the purpose of this story, amen, is to demonstrate to you that the leper was cleansed. Amen, by obedience to what the man of God had to say. Amen. I don't care. I, I, I mean, I do care. I, I don't want to say it that way. I, I don't. It's, it's not important. Really. How you want things to be accomplished. How, you, how your designs are. And what they are. What is important. I mean, is that what you do ultimately is an obedience to the Word of God, to what the prophet of God has to say. I mean, you, you friend, are, can be sitting on a miracle. I mean, there's no telling, I mean, where God could take you in your life and do with you and your, and your membership of this body, amen. But he's not going to be able to do anything unless you can obey. Unless you can submit to the man of God. Amen. And I'm not even saying you have to have a good attitude about it because Naaman didn't. He didn't. Amen. But ultimately, he received what he was looking for. He got his, he was clean, he was made clean. Amen. Amen. Listen to what. It says in Luke chapter 4, verse 27, many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, the prophet. None of them were cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Why was Naaman the Syrian cleansed? Why was his body restored to full functionality? Why? I've already told you. I mean, it's his obedience to the prophet of God. It's not that difficult. Amen. It's not that hard. It's not, it's not a complex problem. Amen. It's not a complex solution. Amen. But it does sometimes go against the grain. Luke chapter 17, verse 12 through 14 says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers. Amen. I'm closing, Sister Rebecca. Which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me, on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. I want you to go talk to the man of God. I want you to go get a hold of a man of God and let him know your problems. I mean, this is not just an immediate, uh, just a solution at the top of Jesus' mind. He didn't just come up with this offhand. I mean, he's going all the way back to the Old Testament law that said to go show yourself to the priest. 
I mean, if you have leprosy and you're wanting to be cleansed, you go to the priest. And he can, he, he has some processes that he can place you through, but at the end of that process, you shall be clean. You'll be deemed clean. I mean, so these lepers, amen, out of obedience to Jesus' command, started on their way. They started making their way to the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed as they were making their way to the man of God. Amen. I mean, if we could all stand here this morning. <clears throat> I mean, I, I didn't come trying to obviously impress anybody. And I know you, you don't think that. I'm not suggesting that you do. But my, my desire this morning is, is to promote... the membership of the body of Christ and to get that membership in alignment with the head. And I'm not trying to pull anything over your eyes. I'm not trying to make you feel like I'm tricking you or anything. It's not what I'm doing. I, I want it to be perfectly clear. Amen. Frankly, I do feel like, and in prayer last week, I do feel like there is a sense of leprosy. There is something that's, that's moved into this congregation and that has allowed lack of feeling, lack of sensation towards one another. Amen. That, that needs to be healed. That needs to be resolved. That needs to be fixed. And I've given you the solution. If you, if you, if you want that lack of feeling, that and if you know it's in you, if you feel like that's in you, all you have to do is make your way to the man of God. I'm not condoning or endorsing confession as Catholics would have it. I, I'm not suggesting that at all. There is a matter of submission here. There is a matter of obedience Lord, this is an old message, friend. This is not. This is not anything new. This is not anything glamorous. This is not anything. My Lord, why don't we just talk to the Lord for? I want to be as functional as I can in this body. I, I want to make myself readily available in whatever capacity is needed I recognize the help that's needed I recognize the need that is there so pastor if you see anything in my life if you if you feel like there's anything there I am completely submitted and I mean that pastor if, I, if you see anything in my life if you Whatever processes you've got to put me through. I'll do it. 
just talk to the Lord for a moment. If you feel like finding a place to pray, feel free to do so. These altars are open. But ultimately, the goal here is we need to get ourselves in alignment with the man of God. We need to, we need to find out where I need to be. What do you want me doing? How do you want me to function in this body? How do you want me to serve? God, would you get my heart right? Would you get my spirit right? Would you help me, Lord, to submit myself, to submit my mind, to submit my attitude? I, I'm not talking about being just just mindless drones. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that there is a, a design, there's a scriptural design, and, and God has put the man of God at the head of that structure. I mean, we ought to submit ourselves to God's word. Jesus, I need you this morning. Jesus, we need your touch, God.